One of the great passages of scripture that we looked at this last weekend that's so relevant to every relationship that you have and that I have is this. It says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, it says, think of ways to motivate each other and to stir one another up toward love and good deeds. Wow. I mean, the idea would be, you know, we strategize a lot of things in our lives. I don't know if you think about like, you know, where are you going to go to lunch today or tomorrow or what you're going to do when you get home from work today or uh, where are you going to take the kids for their activities this summer or uh, where you want to go on vacation next? You know, where you want to stay? What kind of how many stars do you want the hotel rated? We, we got all these strategy things right in our lives. But do you how much time do you and I spend thinking about ways to motivate the people who are in our lives? to stir them up toward love and good deeds. And according to scripture, this is one of our responsibilities as especially followers of Jesus. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. If you're not a follower of Jesus, I want to welcome you to this podcast. Say thanks for listening in. I think you get a good glimpse of what it looks like to follow Jesus when you listen to stuff like this. And hopefully you're starting to see who Jesus is and how he loves you so much and how he wants the best for you, even in things like this, to make you somebody who's indispensable, who's a value adder to other people in your life. I want to give you just a few ideas here. And and it kind of goes with the question, do you premeditate adding value to other people? I have this ongoing joke with my wife, who's a foodie. I mean, we live in Portland, Oregon, uh, often called one of the number one food cities in America. So plenty of great food around. And she's all about planning out our next great meal out. There's so many restaurants, you could never go to them all. And so uh, a lot of times we'll have a day off or something coming up and, and she'll say, hey, I want to go here and I'll go here and I want to go here. And she's already looked at the menu. I mean, she's looked at, okay, we're going to have, I want to have this for my, 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 you know, appetizer. I want to have this for my meal. I want to have this for dessert. Sometimes it's at different places because we do these kind of progressive meals sometimes. But she's a, you know, somebody who premeditates plans. She's a planner. I'm not so much. I kind of like to go with the flow. I like surprises. And so sometimes it's, I'm, I'm struggling to put the effort in to look at my relationships and go, ooh, I could do this to bless that person. I could do this to bless that person. I could do this to stir that person up toward love and good deeds. I can really be indispensable, add value to the people in my life, that relational circle that uh, God has given me. I want to give you two Really important things that you might not have thought about that will help you out in this. Number one is this, is to rethink your relationships. Somebody just recently gave me this framework for this that kind of rocked my world in a way. I mean, he said, I want you to think about your relationships like the Russian nesting dolls. If you know what that is, like there's this doll that kind of comes apart and inside that doll is another doll, the exact same shape that fits inside. And then that one comes out and then you pull that doll's head off. I mean, not to be grotesque, but you pull, you put, you, you split in half. And then inside that one is another one that's the same shape fits inside there. And so you have this series of dolls that are like inside, you know, build up this, 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 you know, this related group of dolls. And he said, you know, your relationships ought to be like that because Jesus's relationships are like that. Because you can look back in the New Testament, you can see Jesus had like this cascading group of associates. The big group, uh, out of that, he had a smaller group that he dealt with. Like, like the big group would have been like thousands and thousands, you know, when he was feeding people and healing people and stuff like that. Then there would have been like 500 that were 
kind of hung around him a little more. And he might see them at events or, you know, bust out another feeding of the 5,000 and they're there. And inside of that group, he had 72 that were sort of like his core. And inside of that group, he had the 12, the 12 disciples. You might recognize that language. Inside of the 12 disciples, he had three that were like the real close ones, Peter, James, and John. And inside of that one, he had John, who was the beloved, like his best friend. And one of the things I've been convicted about, and maybe you ought to think about, is if your relationships are all over the map and they don't make sense like that, it might be time for you to start trying to focus things a little bit more. Focus your investment. Because you see questions like this one, how do I become indispensable? How do I add value? You're like, oh my gosh, where are you even talking about? And I think Jesus would urge you and me to be a little more focused in what we do. One of the things you might ask yourself is, well, where does my house you know, show up on a map? And who and what are around me? How do I begin to try to organize my life around my geography a little bit more so that I can be more involved in my community, in the schools that are around me, in the church that is near me, you know, or in the activities that the community puts on, you know, the football game, the basketball game, the soccer games, all of those things that, that the community does. Well, do, do your relationships have an intersection there that's natural? And if you feel tugged in too many different directions for you to be able to answer the question, how do you become indispensable in your relationships, then it might be time to start focusing, to rethink your relationships. Second thing I want to encourage you to do is just to keep two lists, okay? Two lists. Number one would be your hot list, all right? This is people that God has put in your life that are like, they're ready to roll. I mean, it's so exciting to be connected to somebody like that because you're like, man, I mean, these people want to, want, they want my investment. We have a great relationship. They're eager and hungry to learn. I feel like I have something I can share. I mean, I can, I can show them something I've learned. Uh, I can uh, help them with something they're working on and they like it. And it's so fun. Uh, I've got some friends like this right now. In fact, uh, uh, there's a gentleman in our church right now named Matt, Matt Castile. Matt is an incredible leader. He uh, has an inc- in a great military background. He's leading something right now that we're doing this summer called a men's adventure trek. We're out, we're going outdoor in the wilderness for three nights and we're, we're going to tromp through the mountains. And he's got experience because he, he, he was in the military, did this stuff in the military. And, um, and he's leading this effort for some guys to get together and just go out and do this together. And it's, and it's a spiritual, you know, it's a guided experience that he's going to invest in us in, in that. And so I've been just pouring into Matt because Matt's incredible. I mean, I want to add value to him because he's adding value to so many other people, you know, so he's, he's on my hot list of people that's like, this is so fun. And then you might have another list, which might be called your hope list. <laughs> you know, your hope list might be people that, um, you know, you think you hope one day you can have a little bit of investment in. Um, maybe you've got a relationship with somebody and there's a crack in the door, but it's not like, you know, a, a totally open relationship yet. It's not like you can jump right in and, and invest in them or speak into them. But there's a crack in the door. Uh, I went to the bank today and little bit of backstory. I won't give you too much, but we had a big extensive transaction with one of my family members. I took my daughter into the bank last week and, and it took a lot longer than we thought it was going to take. Uh, we were getting a car loan for my daughter 
And uh, we booked an hour and the bank lady gave us three and a half hours. I mean, imagine that. Like you thought an hour was coming out of your agenda for the day. And nope, me and my daughter show up. We take three and a half of your hours. Oh my goodness. Well, I was so grateful because they just went over and above. And it was one of those moments I was like, this is incredible customer service. So I ordered some crumble cookies and today I dropped them by the bank because I wanted them to know how awesome they are. You know, and there's those people in your life that might be on your hope list. You're like, I hope I get a chance to invest in these people who I have a relationship with. And, you know, it's not like they're a family member or something, but, but I mean, I have a relationship and, and I'm hoping that I can be somebody who adds value to their life. So keep two lists, a hot list. Who's on your hot list and a hope list. Who's on your hope list. And, you know, I think if we'll do that kind of stuff, God will help us uh, to be people who make a difference. Uh, the other thing that I want to encourage you to do, uh, I told you to, let me give you one more, is to really set an example of what it means to grow. And I love what John Maxwell said. He said, leaders, which is really what influence is. And you might go, well, I'm not a leader. But if you're an influencer, you're a leader. In other words, if you influence even one other person, you're a leader. John Maxwell said, leaders are people who know the way, show the way, and go the way. And I want to encourage you to be somebody, if you're thinking about being an indispensable person in people's life, somebody who adds value, then set the pace with your own growth plan. Be somebody who goes like, I know what book I'm reading next. I know what conference I'm going to next. I know what goals I'm working on now. I know where I want to grow in my life. I, I know what obstacles I want to overcome. And if you'll get that direction in your life, I mean, God will use you in such a powerful way. No matter where you're at right now in your life, God can use you and he wants to, to be a, a value adder, to be somebody who makes the world better uh, and who, who really invests in other people. Um, I think that, you know, I hope that God is stirring in you even right now, somebody that you could invest in. And I hope you'll take time this week, even if it's just right after the, after you listen to this, just sit down, write a text, just send a text, write a note, write an email, you know, make a phone call, do something that reaches out to somebody and says, I care about you. I want to sharpen you. I want to be somebody who's on your team. I want to be somebody who adds value to your life. That's what we're here for. Friends, I hope this has been helpful for you today. And I want to invite you to do two quick things with me right now. One is subscribe and share. If you'll do that with me, it helps the message get out further. And we're always talking about things that are practical to everyday life. So we hope that you'll get the message out. Secondly is pop by a West Side service because we talk about things even in our church services that are practical to everyday life. And so you can find out more at westsidecommunitychurch.com. You can join us online or right here on site at our campus in the Portland, Oregon area. I hope to see you very soon.